0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the greatest spectacle movie is brought to you with Julie Chewbacca, Berry, Anthony, A. J. Lujan, Clifford, Red John Miller, and this is Yet The KO! Welcome, everybody, to the greatest MMA podcast currently playing on your radio. And I would also like to say it's the greatest podcast on breaking culture. You know it as Get the KO. And I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And with me are always my lovely co-hosts. First, Mr. Anthony A.J. Luhan. Say what up. First
1: off, you can call me Lou, but
0: fight me! I love that I keep calling you AJ, and then you literally just tell people to call you Lou. It's Lou. And secondly, as she is returning from her kitty cat conundrum, Miss Julie
1: Chewbacca!
2: What's up, y'all? Oh, I've had again. I guess to, you could hey, call it everybody. a
1: catastrophic incident.
2: <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha We miss oh. you, Julie. <laughs> Sorry so, about some fucking fights.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about some fights, right? Some, in Julie's words, fucking fights. Uh, so we're going to break it down. We'll just give you guys a, kind of the outline of what we're going to have. So we have uh, UFC on. Uh, UFC on ESPN5, we have 1FC, we're going to uh, talk about the uh, Fight Night 156, one fifty six, and then we'll have some other stuff to kind of talk about, psych, that's related to the lineup. So, with that being said, let's just jump right into it. So, with our first fight of the night, we're going to talk about the prelim card first, guys, just want to give that out there, okay, and then get your thoughts on it. Uh, we had Miranda Granger versus Han- Hannah Goldie. Um, there was no knockdowns. Uh, Miranda came in at 77 of 162, 61 of 143 for significant strikes. Hannah was at 58 of 170 and, uh, 55 on 166 in her significant strikes. Um, uh, this went to decision and the decision went to Miranda. Did you guys happen to see this fight or even check out like some of the highlights?
2: Um, yes, a little bit. Um, it was interesting. I was kinda of in now oh, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, so trying to pay attention to fights was a little hard. No, but um no, I, I, I enjoyed kidding. it. Oh yeah, no idea.
0: <laughs> well I don't know. We'll give it up. we'll give it this right. So before we really kinda of deep dive, I was at a wrestling event this weekend, so I really had to catch up on all the fights Sunday. And it is very hard to like download all that stuff and like watch it on ESPN so I was like trying my best (laughs) to watch all the fights all over again so yeah but this was an entertaining fight though I will have to put it out there yeah Anthony what'd you think
2: what I think oh sorry I was reading I was pulling up the stats yeah no it was entertaining um I don't know um I I I wanted a little more. Um, I don't know. I I I I liked it, but have you ever gotten? me wanted more out of a fight.
0: Yeah, I definitely. That's I kind coming from.
2: That that's kind of what it is. That's what I have in my notes. I was pulling my notes up, so that's what it was. <laughs> I, I have that as just of like, um, good question mark. I would like to see more was all I said on that, so I think that's kind of the best way to explain that for at least as far as my point of view as far as both these fighters. I haven't yeah. seen enough of them, so I don't really have a good i don't know, yeah that sounds so shitty but I didn't pay that well of an, enough attention to the fight apparently
0: yeah so. it it is kind of what it is um the one thing I do kind of want to say though on this fight though was that um the scorecard had it thirty twenty seven thirty twenty seven thirty twenty seven As I said, unanimous decision all for Miranda. I agreed with it as well. I thought it was thirty twenty seven. Like I said, I thought Miranda was very... She threw a lot in the fight. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, she seemed like she was the most active fighter. So that's why I was like, yeah, I'd have to give it to her. Anthony, did you happen to see this fight?
1: I did not. I did not get into the fights until... I think it was... The middle of the Shishenko fight, I think that was the last. That was when I f- actually got into it. Okay, yep.
2: Do you want to do you want to just quickly go up and uh, uh, review these next couple fights? Quick, say the results, and we'll just go right up to the Shevchenko since Anthony would be able
0: to intermit on that one. Yep, we'll definitely roll that way. So we had Claudia Sylvia uh, Silva versus Cole Williams. This was a first round submission, um, two thirty five in the first round. Um, To give you guys the heads up, it was a rear naked choke that was put in. Uh, Lauren Murphy versus Mara Romero uh, Bolera. This was a third round TKO knees and elbows. And then in the flyweight division, Matt Chanel beat Jordan Espinosa with a submission triangle in the first round. So that was pretty cool. So we're going to jump up. <laughs> this, is, this is uh Anthony's
2: that was pretty cool. Like
0: <laughs> this is Anthony's this is Anthony's like I feel like this is like Anthony like anytime this name gets mentioned, he instantly listens, right? And I don't even just mean like Ooh, yeah. I mean, this person individually. <laughs> just a last name. So and, a, and Um
2: I'll, okay, hold on. I'm gonna pause right there. Why? We all know Valentina's my wife. So I mean you can fanboy all you want, but my woman
0: that's his thing he fanboys um antonia Shoshenko versus Lucille uh Putulova. uh technical submission rear naked yeah. choke. second round
2: a minute I'm 20. Shevchenko. them Shevchenko
0: chicks yeah they are
2: I' don't, brutal I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to talk shit to either one of them I talk shit to people in the bar I won't want to talk shit to either one of them do that right now don't no. no matter how much skill in me I'd be like oh uh, I'm gonna get my ass kicked by you. I'm gonna walk over there.
0: Yeah. Um, no. That's that's one thing. I want Anthony's opinion because I know how much he's gonna be. He's drooling on the other side. Of this, just waiting to talk about it. So, go on, Anthony. Give your opinion about the Shashankos.
1: I'm really not like I. I'm I'm excited that that we have we have, we have the Sergio Pettis and Anthony Pettis. We have the 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 little little nog big nog brothers and you have a few but now we have sisters doing it how awesome is that I mean you have Valentina who beat uh, Amanda Nunez even though she got uh, lost by the judges but I still she says that uh, that uh, Valentina beat Amanda Nunez in their last fight but now she has her little sister out here tearing this, tearing that shit up how cool is that for real
0: no, that's lit. I'm going to be 100% honest. It's 100% lit. I'm excited to see both the Shoshenko sisters like doing very well. Stop. And I know, recently, right? God, yeah.
2: Think about this. Think about this, because it just dawned on me. What if they both were the whole gold at the same time?
0: Bru, are, you, yeah. are you suggesting Are you suggesting that the Shishenko sisters could be the Williams sisters of the MMA world?
2: Okay, I mean, yeah, I we'll go. Feel with like that. that's what you're saying. We'll <laughs> go with. That. I'm just saying, regardless. Like, I mean, I'm a big fan in wrestling when brothers or teams all get a chance to get a taste of gold. But realistically, when you think about it in real life sports, you know what I mean. To have two sisters to be able to be so well versed in their craft to both hold a title, and and think about it, they would be like the first sister pair to both oh. hold gold in the UFC, if I'm correct. Correct. Like I don't remember that ever happening, considering yes. how little of a UFC woman's history we have. So think You're about right. that. Think about that. You know that'd be so dope if she keeps this, if she keeps tearing up like she is. Oh, oh. To me, tomorrow.
0: No, here. So
2: <laughs> I'm just like having a freak out. That's all it is. I'm just having a freak out of the idea of the two of them holding belts. No, that would I be mean... an awesome. I hope. I hope. Even if it, even if it would be like at the end of Valentina, and it's the beginning of her sister's rise, I'd still even be happy with that. Because yeah, I don't think.
1: They both do that dance. That'd be sweet,
2: right? Yeah. I would. I would dance with them. Just dance at home. Just be like, yeah. Let's. I don't know what I'm doing. Break my head open again. But fuck it. Let's do it. I
0: will not spin.
2: I will. I
0: will not dance. We'll spin today.
2: around. <laughs> you better watch out. That's gonna end up being one of our things for screwing up predictions. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do the Valentina dance.
0: Oh my god. Speaking of which, um. We mentioned it, but we'll definitely mention it again. Uh, Julie, you finished in last place for yeah. last one's challenge. Valiant effort, though. Yeah.
2: Oh. We weren't doing anything until later, right? Because I remember having that conversation in the group chat.
0: I just wanted to point it out. But now that you're yeah. here, <laughs> we're not throwing out the group chat. But, yes, you definitely came in last place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, we're going to move up the card. Um, this is where Anthony's going to make fun of me, and that's okay. Uh, Mickey Gall fought Salem uh, Tuhari. Um, anybody who knows, if I would have predicted this fight, I would have taken Mickey Gall. Um, 66 of 136, 50 of 117, 1 for 7 for his takedowns. Uh, Salem was 65 of 118, 40 of 96, and 0 for 3. And I just wanna go out and say that this fight, um, it showed a lot about Mickey Gall and the way that he, he can battle. Like he's very tough. Uh the scorecards had it, twenty nine, twenty eight, um, all three judges. And I thought in this fight, I thought Mickey showed us like who he is and what he can do and you know, he's tough as he's tough as nails. I mean he has run into some big buzzsaws, you know. Diego Sanchez being that guy. But overall, I didn't I didn't think it had a bad showing. I thought it was a great showing. How did you guys feel about it yourselves?
2: I agree. I agree. <sighs> Sorry one second, I was trying to grab something. Um Um I, I like I how do I explain this? The more I see Mickey, the more I like because there was a lot of expectations post CM Punk. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I want st- to, I like having him in my brain away from that thought. I just want to see, I like seeing him away from that. Cause then I don't have that cloud. Cause you know, there was a lot of weirdness, right. Of that fight. And then right after. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's a sound
0: fighter. I so. think his, his, well, his submission game is definitely on board. I think what people, yeah. people fail to see is that. His boxing game is really good too. Now, we didn't get to see it against Diego, but that's that's Diego Sanchez, man. That's a, a legend in his own yeah. right.
2: Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is you know, I don't know. Like I said, McGee to me is one of those people where I I like seeing him farther away from that CM Punk fight because I'm seeing more of what he is. As opposed to the hype around the, what that fight was, I felt bad because I I, 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 there was a lot going around him right after that fight. Yeah, um, you know what I mean, and that's why I was like, I like the the farther we are removed from that fight, the more I like him as a fighter because I pay more attention to what he does. Like when you were saying his submission game, but also with the stand up. Um, I didn't pay attention to his stand up too much prior because of being where it was you know what i mean considering the fu- uh the cm punk fight and the one fight after so you mean a you s- cut fight yeah um
0: was that the next i fight? like
2: I, I think so was that the next fight i regardless i think, I think it was like it. it was like the next like the next fight or two fights after like it was just like i said the more i see mickey farther away the more I see what kind of game he has, and I appreciate him as a fighter as a whole.
1: Yeah, I hear. Let's say yeah.
0: that. What's your thoughts, Anthony?
1: Boring. That's why I think of that Mickey Gall <laughs> is a boring fighter. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, he actually, you know, I I felt like he had a better pace. But I just feel like the bigger shots were from the other guy. And unfortunately, unfortunately uh, and, and for Mickey Gall, he did get a takedown in the third round to help him kind of seal that victory. It was good to see that that he had his sister out there getting, getting him running during training. She so was a bit healthier. Um, I, nothing bad to say about the guy, really. Like, congratulations, a good win. This fight was in Jersey too, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's home hometown crowd, and you know, Mickey. And I've I've said this from the jump, right? Since the CM Punk fight, I thought Mickey performed well, and as we see him keep moving, like he keeps getting better. Now he did have the loss to Brandy Brown, but he was talking a lot of shit about about the fight, and he got out grappled in that fight. He came back. He looked tough again. He got the big win. Then he fought Diego. And that's, that's again, we've said that's Diego Sanchez. You know, the dude is un- <laughs> yeah unlimited rage and unlimited energy. And then he came back in this fight, and he bounced back. Like, I think that's the one thing about him is that for being as young as he is, he's very cool, calm, and collected. And he keeps moving in a positive direction. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, evidently, you didn't hear the... Uh to the post uh, fight interview with him, call, saying that, uh, calling Diego out for a run back. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, it's gonna happen. He's just, you gotta sell a fight, and you gotta pick the next fight that you wanna get. But the funny thing was, and we've I've mentioned this, when he does call out a fighter that he wants to fight, he usually beats that fighter. I only say that based on two fights, the CM Punk fight, and the Sage Northcutt fight. Because I don't remember him calling out Randy Brown. I remember him calling out a Premier Fighter. And just saying he wanted to fight a Premier Fighter. And he lost. Um, and then he won his next fight. Got Diego. And then got beat. So that's that's my theory. Maybe he should just keep calling out fighters that he wants to fight. Because I think he, at one time he called Dan Hardy out. But Dan Hardy
1: decided he was going to stay retired.
0: Cool. So we're gonna move up to the main event. Yeah, I don't know if
1: it's smart to call out Dan Hardy.
0: It's, it at at the retirement stage, him being away from the game for a couple years and then coming back. Yeah, I would have to agree. It's probably not a smart idea, especially after what we just saw with uh, Uriah <laughs> coming back. So facts. Who knows?
2: Yeah, you don't want to like bank on someone being retired. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're not gonna be going.
0: <laughs> Sleep mode. All right, so let's jump into the main event, right? Um, this fight starts off with uh, Kennedy, was it Nechukwu versus, I know, everybody going to laugh at me for slaughtering that name, uh, Darko Stosik. Um This fight did go to decision. Um, Stat-wise, we had it. Uh, for Darko, we had 63 of 137, 60 for 134, 4 for 10 for his takedowns. Uh, Kennedy was 50 of 123. His significant strikes were 50 of 123. And I believe the judges had this uh, 29 26, 29 26, 28 27. Um, all for your winner, Kennedy. You know. Go ahead, Anthony. Do you,
1: do you know why why the, there was a 29 26? Mm-hmm. Because Darko got penalized two points. He kept on kicking. Get old Kennedy in the dick. <laughs> I
2: felt so bad watching that fight, especially when he had to, like, when he got talked to, like, hey. Because, you he, like, essentially the ref was like, I'm kicking him in the dick. Like, that's essentially what was going on. Like, stop, rude ass.
1: Three or four different times he kicked him in the cut. I'm just like, dude.
2: Yeah, he was getting guys, a little reckless. You gotta, stay yeah. you gotta
1: steer away from those inside leg kicks and go to the outside because
2: if you can't like control fucking... your if you can't control your uh your aiming, yeah. yeah if you don't know how, you're gonna ruin
1: a dude's. You're gonna ruin. you to ruin a dude's manhood. Right. <laughs> let Because let let's not forget. You gotta, well,
2: let's I mean, not... think about it. What you what you're saying. Think about how legs look after someone gets kicked, just in a leg. The bruising that happens. Imagine someone lobbing those at your dick. No, thank you, and I don't even got one.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's not forget when we had Justin Sarks on the show. Um, he talked about the one time that yeah someone kicked him in a dick and it cracked his cup, and he he cried. He said he just sat in a corner, and he cried the whole practice because he yeah. thought he was gonna die. <laughs> so yeah, no, I can imagine getting repeatedly kicked in a dick. That would that would suck, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. To our to but our sh- WWE fan sh- base, our WWE fan base, uh, you would know this as the Shinsuke Nakamura kick to AJ
1: Styles repeatedly.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my god! Hey, but I want to shout out to Kennedy. Like he, he was willing to fight; and he wasn't going to take the easy win. Yeah, um, oh, big props, him. So
2: shows heart.
0: Yeah, he has a lot of heart. So Anthony, how did we pick this fight? We all three picked it, Kennedy. Hey. All wins for us. So, our next fight up, right? We had Scott Holtzman versus uh, Dong Hyome. Um, Scott had one knockdown. He was 55 of 108, 44 of 92 for significant strikes, and one for two in his takedowns. Uh, Don was 20 of 62, sixteen of fifty eight in the significant strikes and then one for three for his takedowns. Uh your winner by TKO in the second round. At the end of the second round, Mrs. Scotts Holtzman. What'd you guys think of this fight? Uh, I... It's pretty good.
2: I feel bad, but I kinda like I kinda knew um this wasn't gonna be a long one after the first round. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, that was on fire.
2: <laughs> yeah! Like, watching this, I was like, oh, this ain't going the full one. It's either he's gonna get it out in the second, which I was surprised it took the entire second. Um, but I was like, oh, it's either gonna be the second or straight at the beginning of the third. I do not see him taking it the entire full three. I was right on that one. Um, No, no, uh, no disrespect to, uh, to his opponent, but uh, homeboy was wanting it. He was he was hungry. Yes,
1: yeah, got definitely hungry. Did, 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 did you guys see his eye? Yeah. Mm Shit was nasty. I I'm sending this to us by the way. <laughs> I think I died a little bit when I saw it, that. Yeah, it was nasty. We we thought. Who else? Like, uh, there's a few wrestlers like. Elp, Pantera, whatever, he had a bad eye um, from Frankie Edgar. Um, uh, Matt Matrone had a bad eye, but this one's one of those up there that are like, oh. They don't even look uh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Even look like it, it, it looks just,
1: like an eye. Yeah. It looks like someone
0: took like a small ping pong ball and just shoved it under his eye.
2: It is no longer an eye. That is where his son is growing out of his skull, Zeus style.
0: <laughs> it's
2: his mini-me. <laughs> his my, my, mini-me. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so
0: Yeah, it so nasty. <sighs> yep. It, it it was what it was. But, you know, right. Scott got the win. Um, Anthony, how did we pick this fight?
1: All three of us picked Scott Holtzman to win that fight.
0: Look at us all two and zero. Whoop whoop. So our next fight up, right? Trevor Giles versus, and I know I'm gonna get laughed at. Uh, Gerard Mier uh, Miertrach. Um, whatever. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about it all the time. I'm like I get laughed at the way I pronounce these names. Anyway, uh, Trevin uh 27 of 38 8 of 15 for significant strikes, 1 for 1 for his takedown. Uh Gerald has 31 of 55, 6 of 19 for significant strikes, 1 for 3 for his takedowns with one submission attempt. And in round number 3, the submission went to Gerald. Uh I thought it was a great fight. To be honest, it was great to watch. Um it it was a great like takedown battle, but I was very appreciative to see uh, Gerald come on top with uh, the guillotine choke, just a massive mm-hmm. move. So, you know, big ups to uh, Gerald on this fight. What did you guys think of it?
1: I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about this fight after we talk about this card because this is the fight that uh that had Twitter we might have watched.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Don't call it a oh, it. botch. It's been here for years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh twitter you're so angry
0: but oh yeah we'll go on yeah we'll it. talk about the controversy part but what did you guys think of the fight overall
2: no i agree with what you were saying about uh takedown battle um yeah i can't get i can't get the twitter bullshit out of my brain
0: no, <laughs> what about you i'm Anna? not gonna lie <laughs> And Anthony, what do you think, or do you want to
1: wait um you know I mean it, it was a chess match it was a definitely a chess match uh one of one for takedowns versus one of three takedowns. It wasn't like they were just like shooting at each other nonstop it was it was a good it was a good fight. I thought it was a very good chess match, and how did we have this fight all right, so on that one um Clifford, you're the only one to get that right.
0: Whoop whoop, three and zero. What up, though? So, and then um, yeah, that's. I remember, I remember we were um all discussing like who was gonna win this fight. So it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, moving up, Jop King Silva versus Nasserat. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna pronounce his last name because I don't want to get it slaughtered. Uh, that's
2: probably easier, and I don't
0: want—I <laughs> don't want to wind up with someone's death wish. I don't want to wind up. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Silva was 15 of 56 with his total strikes, um, and in that's total six, total strikes and significant strikes. Uh, Nasserat was one knockdown, 21 of 38 for both total strikes and significant strikes, and the win. In the second round, uh by TKO. Uh nasty knockout power by Naserat. Just as, as an understatement for me to say, but it was it was a brutal output. Um, yeah. yeah, just, just to say. What'd you would you think of the fight, Julie?
2: No, I liked it. Um I Oh man sneeze. Go on mute for one <laughs> second.
0: Go ahead, Anthony. What
1: did you think of the fight? Um, Actually, you know what? This is the fight that uh, I didn't get the chance to watch because we were on the road after the uh, last fight, so I didn't get to watch the next two fights. Um, But from what it looks like...
2: Well, anyways, sorry.
1: <laughs> Alright, well, Julie, tell us about
0: the fight. Tell us what you thought.
2: Um, It was good. I was a little surprised because um, Silva looked like it was coming out a little heavier and right. striking. You know what I mean? So I was a little surprised that Nusrat um, was able to um, get the TKO the way that he did, but he did right at the beginning, too. I, I, if this makes sense, I've been finding it lately. One of my favorite... <clears throat> a lot of my favorite TKOs that have been happening, even if they're not just like picture perfect or just in general, like perfect timing in the fight. They've been usually happening within the first, like, 30-some-odd seconds of a round. Right. Because it seems like that fighter is like, oh, well, okay, I gotta get it right now, because I've got... Before I get hit too many times, you know what I mean? And I think what happened with um, with Nistrat was he got hit a few times by Silva. Because Silva was swinging a few times. I mean, it was... he. If I remember correctly, I believe he, he technically had he was throwing, he didn't land as many, but he was throwing more strikes than, Yeah, so when you're getting something barraged at you, you think about, okay, well, how am I going to do this? I think that's exactly how that went, is once you went to the second round beginning of, like, after, after you talked to your coroner, and going, okay, well, I'm getting fucking a bunch of shit thrown at me, what do I do now? Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just takes a little bit of, like, you know, a breather, a reset, <laughs> and talk to, um, I talk to your corner, so I think that might have just helped him push him over just that little bit. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. I got you on that
1: one. Anthony, what do you think? Um, one of those, it, I didn't get to watch much of that fight, like I said. Um, But it looked, uh, from, from the highlights, it looked like they were actually going with each other, so I have yeah. no real big opinion on how I feel about this fight. Okay.
2: I mean, fair enough. You didn't see it, so...
1: Yep.
0: Huh. So, moving up to the co-main event of the evening. Jim, Jim Miller, Miller versus Clay this Wieda. Fight. Actually, hold on. Anthony, how do we pick that fight?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: What? How, did how we do we pick, pick the, the, the
2: Silva fight?
1: Oh. Uh, the Silva fight. We have... Julie is the only one that got that right with Nazrat winning. Fuck
0: out! Dope. Three and one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so let's uh let's move on. That's okay.
2: I, I I I gloriously lose this next one and I'm totally fine with it.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. So I'm
2: so fucking fine with that.
0: Jim Miller versus Clay Guida in a co-main event, right? Let's just uh, let's let's have some fun. Let's throw some stats stats out there. Um, total strikes. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read it all together, right? Four for thirteen. That was the number of strikes between the two fighters landed and delivered.
2: <laughs> it's so hilarious, dude! Legit, I've never been so happy to you know, like I you know. There's some times where, um, taking the L on it, even if it's take take us for doing the predictions out of it even for the whatever just even when you're doing your own thoughts sometimes you really there's some fights where you're like eh hey, I don't mind if I lose my prediction right this is one of them I d- as much as because i love jim miller i do it's just lately he's worried me and well thank you cuz clay's also been on fire so uh this is well, a good clay, this, came,
0: clay came off to big win against bj penn I don't know if I want to call it a big win. He came off the win, not a big. Of no, BJ he came Man. off a
2: win, but <laughs> yeah. he's been he's been on fire lately. Just in general, like when you see him in the ring, he's really pumped. He wants to do something. Like even when you when you're walking, watching him walk out to the cage, you know what I mean. Just in general as a person, he seems very motivated. So I was like, oh, you got someone motivated, and Jim hasn't been looking that great lately. I love Jim, I do, but he hasn't looked that strong as of lately. And then he told me to go fuck myself in the first round with a really good submission, and I was fine with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got you. Anthony, what did you think of the fight as well? Uh,
1: what is there to talk about? There's 13 strikes total.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. So Anthony said there was 13 total strikes and put himself out. Um, and that's what it was. <laughs> and I mean, realistically, back. <laughs> that's about as quick as the fight was. It was Anthony leaving the leaving the <laughs> leaving and coming back in? So fifty eight seconds. Um, was the fight? It was a submission victory for Jim Miller. Um, I think we all had Clay Guida winning the winning the fight too. And it was a um, and I'm agree with you. It was a very nice surprise to see. Yeah um to see Jim Miller win. I just I'll yeah. be honest.
2: Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to lose that that prediction, but with having him um I mean, you know, cuz you know, also because uh, he's a, such a family man and he'll get his his family involved and there's just some people like that where you really want them to do well, right? And um he actually was able to pull it off, so you know, if this makes sense, that's kind of how I feel about Cowboy now. I mean, I've always liked Cowboy as a fighter, but now that he's like hella family, it's like, I'm a kid. I'm like, fucking win everything, Cowboy. Ah, You know, so that's kind of how I felt about Jim. I was like, I really hope you fucking prove me wrong. And he did. He did great. Plus, did. man, Homeboy was the fuck out. <laughs> he was like straight nap time. It wasn't even like. Oh, let me put the submission, and he's going to tamp freely and tell you, I don't like this. This hurts my face. I would like to get out of this. No. That motherfucker went night-night. That motherfucker went night-night.
0: Yep. He did. He did. He did. So, <laughs> straight up. Anthony, let me get this right, though. We all picked Clay Guido, correct? Yeah. Yes. We all suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We should have or, definitely gone or, for better. Or,
2: or we've all saw what was happening prior and just thought, you know, things are going to go the way. Sometimes they do, and then yeah. fighting did what exactly it does all the time: gives you the middle finger and
0: put us <laughs> right out. <laughs> right. So you dumb let's, bitch. Let's move up to the main event, right, where we had the ruthless one, Robbie Lawler, battling Yay. this man.
1: Dude, you're so gay for that. Thank
2: you. Thank you. You're <laughs> So you.
1: fucking gay. So dumb. Yeah. So dumb. I, <laughs> I, you never... are. You. You are officially fired.
2: Oh god! I've never <laughs> wanted to like punch somebody so hard. It's not. Kobe right
1: Covington. Christ, Dude, are are you? Do- are you? Are you done being on Kobe's dick now? Oh my god! All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Boo! Boo! <laughs>
0: We we're shaming you right now, Claire. Oh, God. Buddhist you this, man. Buddhist you can shame man. all you want. You can shame all you want. All right. Let's go into this, okay? This was the main event. Oh, I have Kobe some Covington feelings. versus Robbie Lawler. I have
2: a lot of feelings about Colby Covington after this fucking fight.
0: Oh, we all have feelings about what happened. But let's get into this first, right? Uh, this to go all five rounds decision to Colby Covington. Uh, Here's the stats for it, though. Total strikes, 201 of 541, 179 of 515, 10 for 18 for his takedowns. Robbie was 82 of 171, 78 of 167. No takedowns attempted. If you're wondering what the scorecard was, it was 50-44, 50-45, 50-45. I also had this fight 50-45. Okay, I just want to be honest. And how pissed off I was at this fight. Not at Colby during the fight. I just want to put it out there first. At the it looked like Robbie Lawler had no motivation to be in this fight.
2: I've never wanted to go jump into an octagon and start punching somebody that I was cheering on in my life. (laughs) Legit. no, like legit. Like, if this makes sense, like, I made no bones about the fact that I loathe the fucking ground that Colby Covington walks on. I think he's a little, I think he's like lower than a piece of shit in someone's joke. It's just flat out. I don't care. That's why I chose a prediction against him. I said I don't give a fuck if I lose the L on this one. I will never choose him. It just will not happen. I don't give a fuck if he's crown champion, king of the world. Fuck him. So I, but. I was going, all right, Robbie. At least give him something, even if you don't win. Say this cocky son of a bitch pulls it out. At least do something. Yeah. And then he showed up to the fight. Oh wait, I forgot. He didn't show up. He put his fucking bullshit half ass effort in there. I've never like my husband was screaming, like fucking throw, throw. And that's how I felt too watching it. I was watching the snap time shit, and I was like, watching. If this makes sense, watching Robbie Lawler. And going, I had h- such higher hopes in what you would do for this. Because because let me put this out. I'll put this on. His takedown defense is really good. He was not going on the ground. Like, he got a little taste of it. And he did really good about trying to make sure he wasn't on the ground as much after that. And I, and I got to give him that. You know what I mean? He like He gave was, up
0: 10 takedowns.
2: Yeah, but let's be fight. real of how many times Kobe was trying it. It would let's be real. So, he that's the only area he put effort in, though, is my point. Was trying not to, though, uh, is that
0: within all five rounds, you gave up two takedowns per round on average. On average, yeah.
2: Well, that's my point. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, it's just, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he just decided, I don't give a shit about god dang, my phone's going off. Hold on, yep. Um, (laughs) oh, it's Steve. Um, <laughs> it's the other group chat, but it's one of those where it's, I, I've never just wanted to scream at somebody as hard as I did with Robbie Lawler. Cause I was like, dude, and like I said, it made me feel the way I did because I had high hopes and this just at least being a decent fight or at least seeing some action it made me feel like the way I did for the Mayweather, um, Pacquiao fight where I'm just like, what is happening? Why isn't any action going on here? That's what I felt like watching Robbie Lawler. I was right. like, "What the fuck?" It it was it legitimately pissed me off. I've I've had well, fucking Lawless. Well, fuck you, dude. I'm so mad at you right
0: now. All right, hold on, Anthony. Go ahead and give us your opinion on this fight as well.
1: Uh, you know, god awful. Kobe Covington's a piece of shit, it, Like his his mom should disown him. And First of all, let, let me tell you I want as fight. much as I as much as I hate Kobe uh dumbass George Mazda Ball, I hate Kobe Covington even more. Um What a put out though by Kobe Covington. Like he to five to throw five hundred and forty one strikes in five rounds is a massive output. The f- fuck you, Robbie. Yeah, I fucking love that dude, but fuck you, Robbie. Like, we was, we've seen Robbie in Bloodbaths, like. Robbie, uh. Uh, whatever Canadian boy's name is from, uh, Bellator. Uh. What's his duck name now? <laughs>
0: I'm. I'm drawing a blank as well. I'll be honest.
1: What's that. What's that goofy kid, uh. Anyways, let's start us over. Um. <laughs> um. Robbie, dude. I just we've seen him in big fights against Carlos Condit against uh uh, even Tyrone Woodley hit it hit him hard and he just kept on coming like the Ben Askren fight he he threw, he, he threw hard um and and he got screwed out of that one but uh a Warren McDonald fight like he went to war with Warren McDonald and warrior versus uh Rory versus uh Lawler too. Like split lip like worry um, laid down and said I'm done. Yep. This this is a bloodbath, right? It was. Yeah yeah. What but, a turd. What a
0: fucking turd. <laughs> yeah, and we we talk about this a lot with this with these kind of fights, right where A guy who lands more punches than what you've thrown, right? In total strikes. Because Colby landed 179 significant strikes to Robbie's 171 attempted total strikes. And it just goes to show, like, how, I don't want to say, I don't want to say how, it just shows the game plan that Colby had. It was pressure, 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 takedown, punch, 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 let up pressure, 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 punch, 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 Take down, punch, punch, punch. And it was like, it it, it was crazy because I was listening to the announcers the whole time and Dominic Cruz is just driving me crazy because he was like, oh yeah, he's doing a Philly shell and that's what he's going to do for the next couple rounds and hope that Colby's going to wear out. Colby never wore out. He just kept throwing punches and Robbie never seemed to like, Really want to engage in the fight, like he was always looking for that power punch that's gonna put down Colby, but it, it he didn't even look like he was dedicated to his own strikes. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it, it was. Um, I'm, I'm so mad at Robbie Lawler. He's such a turd right now. I'm like, fucking move, do something, fool. Okay, so now that we've kind of talked
0: about the fight and how upset we were about it. Colby did make some controversial comments after the fight.
2: Pug bitch. Yo, I, what a fucking I,
0: loser! <laughs> you know, it was enough. It was enough for me to say, and I said it in the chat room. I actually, I think I said yeah, it to I you, did. Anthony. This this will be the last time I cheer on Colby Covington because he said it himself. Um, it's just like Matt Hughes should have learned about the train tracks, whether it's a train or. Th- the Colby train, you need to get your ass out of the way before I run you over. And I was like, how in the fuck can you just gather so... Like, there's a point, right? We talked about this, and we've talked about this a couple times on, about, especially about the UFC and about MMA, right? That we need guys who are heels, right? Like, a bad dude. Like, you pay money because you want to watch a guy get knocked the fuck out. But it's that like, Conor... Connor totes that line, right? He's a heel. He knows he's a bad guy. And he'll push that envelope pretty far. But I kind of felt like Kobe went and just like, you know what? I'm going to move this line over here by just saying something about a Hall of Famer especially about Matt Hughes. Like you just, there's just right. certain things that you just don't it, say. And it, that should have, it, it's not I even,
2: if, if this makes sense, let me put it this way too. Um, I mean, we all know I fucking hate Colby prior to this. Um, what pisses me off is we all know how open I am about my head injuries. What I'm not open about too often is the fact that my dad's got, my dad's disabled because of a train accident. So you just fucking hit two things that directly hit my fucking life. Like My dad was disabled before, got a surgery, got a train accident, got re-disabled. These are things that directly hit my life. And you've made two comments, two, one comment that hits two things. Like I seriously hope the worst fucking things on that kid's life. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit. And, and I'm tired of Dana putting fucking interest in him. He thinks that this is funny. It's not. As Matt Hughes was one person that made you fucking money. Got you some shit. And why the fuck do you pay him back? Oh, let me have this piece of shit little garbage human say some shit. You don't even fucking reprimand him. I bet you Danny was too busy blowing him in the back. So happy because, oh, oh, God. Oh, look, at it's the president's fighter. Fuck that. That's not that important when he can run his mouth and say some shit. We're getting too close. And this, I mean, we're, we're going to address it at the end of the podcast. This goes into a larger fucking, demo, a larger fucking bigger problem that's going on. People need to fucking watch their mouths. Yeah, They're getting too fucking Luther through their shit. Watch yeah. your fucking mouth. Stop it. It is not right. We are pushing the line and saying some shit, and we are crossing the line. This this shit pissed me off. It makes me not want to watch the UFC if this is the kind of shit that we're going to have. I no, don't need this goes, on my no, television.
0: No, and it goes back. It goes back. You're right. I mean, it goes back to that total line, right? And I guess... When I think about McGregor, too, McGregor, he's crossed that line a few times, right? I should, mm-hmm. I should really say that um, because, like, he's trying to sell fights, right? He's not really trying to be a bad guy. You know, I think, like, Josh Koch- Koscheck, like, had the perfect moment or perfect where, where he was talking trash about – he was talking trash about George St. Pierre, but he was addressing GSP. And then when he was in Quebec and at Quebec City and he legit said, hey, Quebec, how's that feel? Watching your hero go down, right? Like he addressed the crowd, but he wasn't like over the top. Like, fuck this! This is what's gonna happen. Blah 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 blah. It's it's something about Colby, just like the way he sells fights. It's crazy too because like, I I wanna be- I, I wanna believe I wanna believe this is a character because I've seen interviews where Colby's on the other side and like a fan has asked him like, Hey, how do I? Get how do I get to become a pro train a pro fighter like yourself? Like the kid, I, I saw this interview with the seventeen year old kid ask Colby about getting into the fight, right? And Colby was very cool, calm, and he just like he spoke to the kid like a big brother would have spoke to a little brother, right? Hey man, you gotta train, you gotta get your diet right. You gotta work on your boxing, work on jiu-jitsu, work on your wrestling. You gotta do this, that, and the other. Right? Like he talks yeah, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish the point. Okay, before we before I let you off the lead, uh, off and let you go off on him. Um, but the kid at the whole point is the kid at the end said, How come you don't talk like this to the fans? Or talk like this to the media? He's like, This is a whole different point, and I think people relate to you more. He straight up said, That doesn't sell fights. And I was like, You're right to its extent. But we've watched you cross a line so hard and go so clear on the other side. It's not even, it's not even like, oh, ha ha ha, he's a bad guy. We're like, no, we want you to fucking get crushed. And not crushed. Some people out there, and I'm not going to mention names, want your career to get ended. Like, that's crazy. Like, I don't wish bad things to happen on people, but... That's the extent of what happens when you push a boundary as hard as Colby did
1: Saturday night. I'm, 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 I'm I'm, I'll, you don't want to say names, I'm saying it. I hope somebody breaks both his fucking kneecaps with a baseball bat and he has to look in his mom in his eyes because he can't walk again. That's how fucking filth dirt this piece of shit is. The shit that he said... To the Brazilians, call them filthy animals, and then this shit. His fucking exact words, and I have it up right here. Robbie should have learned from Matt Hughes and stay off the tracks when the train's coming. Dude, Dude, it was an accident. You're you're touching stuff like Julie said. You're fucking touching feelers that you probably fucking shouldn't. Now let me put it on your mom. I hope she has to see him in a wheelchair never to walk again.
2: I look at it this way. I, I, I his family needs to sit him down i'll be there right now because you know like it, I, i'm not gonna go into specifics but like the train accident my dad was in like someone lost their lives because there was an literally an accident with a truck trying to go over the train tracks and arm bar the arm things not going down and them not knowing there's people that that so there's there's you don't know what someone's been through so some shit is not funny it's not funny but he pushes these buttons and the thing is is i'm sorry no one's fucking checked him and this goes to the bigger problem we all know what what the hell's been going on and this is just societally it's been a bigger problem is it fighting your tv doesn't matter whatever it is your facebook your internet everybody's getting too loose with their mouth too loose and this is a great example of it. Dana hasn't done anything for any of these fighters when they go and cross the line. I mean, I love Shale, but Shale really pushed it when he was in the fight. When he he was in the fighting game, you know what I mean? He doesn't go like a a a. Mm, maybe you shouldn't press. No, there's one thing to talk shit. Well, I'm a great shit talker. Okay, I know that as I've been in enough fights in my life, but I don't need to sit there and go on about personal shit, your your ethnicity, where you're from, race, you know, you don't need to bring that shit in that it'd be a good fighter. He's no. a good fighter without having to say shit. Right. What makes him a horrible person is he opens his fucking mouth and he thinks he's invincible. And I'm sorry, I'm going to be the one that says it. He thinks because he's like Donald Trump's fighter that he's invincible. No, it doesn't work like that. You're still in this world with the rest of us. Okay? You still you want to be an example to these 17-year-old fighters? Don't act like a he's shit. And they give you a mic. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Do it that way. You don't yeah. need to say the shit that you do. Because you put a fucking piss poor example. That's what happened. So all these little kids or whatever up. That's in jiu- in jujitsu or whatever. And someone goes, oh, I look up the Kobe. If I was their trainer, I'd say no. Because that's a bad fighter. He doesn't understand honor.
0: See. You know, it's, it's That's what I'm trying to say. Like. I want to believe, I really want to believe that this, is, this isn't this is him. I want to believe that this is, like, this is, like, an, an, an act. You know what I mean? Like, a characteristic act. Obviously, his Instagram says something different when he's in the White House with Trump, like, toning it, you know what I mean? And then he says some dumb shit like he did Saturday. I want to believe that this is, I in my heart, I really want to believe it. But I just, in my mind, I just don't feel it, right? Because, like I said... I just watched an interview with Rob it was the next day I watched this interview where where Robbie and this kid together were talking and he was just the way he was talking to him is is the way you would expect like a mentor to talk to somebody, right? I I really wanna believe that he just does it because he wants to rile up people, but he has to understand too, and this is where I'm gonna go with this, he has to understand like there there's boundaries, man, and there's lines and you can blur those lines a little bit but once you overstep that boundary, there's no coming back and the hate you receive from people, man, that's on you. Right. It's one hundred percent on you. Well so look that's... at it
2: this way. I mean, it's you know, it pissed us off as fans, but think about it this way. Matt Hughes is a person. He's a family. And they well, had to you deal hear with what it. Matt said? They, well you gotta think about this. His family had to deal with he had to deal with it, but his family had to deal with it. Dude, I know what the fuck my family like. I'm gonna tear up on this one. I know what the fuck my family had to deal with with my head injury. That's fucking disgusting. It this one pissed me off. Like I'm so angry. It's why I'm choking up. it's not just Matt. It's his family. Right. They had to go through it too.
0: Did you Did you see what Matt? My husband deals with this stuff.
2: No, no, honestly I was so pissed at the way that Kobe did it. I shot UFC off in my brain up until literally right before we
0: went on the air. Um, so Matt, it was I don't I'm it's kinda of me to like paraphrasing it. Um uh, but he said like he was surprised but like he wasn't mad at Colby for saying it. Like it was just it was kinda of like a weird statement. If you guys wanna go look it up, you guys go look it up. That's this is going to be the kind of last thing that we talk about with this fight, right? Well, I take that back. We have one more subject that we want to talk about with this fight. But this will be the last thing we talk about. That's, this, that's it with Colby. We're going to push on. Yeah. Um, so, guys, we have some bills that we got to pay. So, hang around and continue listening to the podcast. We'll be right back after these words. Hey, everybody. Cliff here with Get to KO. And I really hope you love what you're listening to. So did you know that you can get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered it for ourselves. It's a free app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to this podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast, and you earn a PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into a gift card at places like Starbucks and Amazon. Or, if you're a good person, you can donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So, here's what you do. You download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I will have a special code just for you. Simply just use our code, THE KO, and you'll get 300 Podcoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So, go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on Podcoin and, and sign up with the code THE KO. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. And we're back, so hopefully you guys got that cool commercial, get that palate cleanser, because we're gonna dive into some more shit that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you thought that the Colby thing was Colby thing was probably the worst thing that happened, but this also not according occurred- to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, not according to Twitter. Twitter.
1: Not according to Herb <laughs> Dean. <laughs> right.
0: So we got to talk about this, right? This was in uh, uh, Trevin Giles versus uh, Gerard uh, Mirchart. Um, so the submission, third round, 149. Herb Dean was the ref. Um, so we're going to talk, we're gonna just jump right into the third round. Okay. So in third round, there was an attempted takedown. Um, and this is where Gerald. Uh, grabbed the front, and he locked in a guillotine choke, and he tightened it down. But as as Trevin was trying to move forward with a takedown, um, Gerald got the to top. He started to turn over the the guillotine choke, and eventually, what happened was on the backside. Trevin had tapped out. Herb Dean wasn't in position to see the tap, but Gerald locked down the. Lockdown, And Trevin ended up passing out. We're talking about... I don't want to say it was like 8 to 10 seconds before Herb Dean touched um, Trevin's glove. Trevin was out. Um, it looked like Herb told Gerald that he's out and to stop. So he did. And the fight was over. Um, scary, scary situation because obviously Trevin passed out. Um... But I I do want to say this before we dive, like, we really get into the Twitter hate about this. Somebody should have really said this. Shout-outs to Gerald because he could have just left. He could have just walked away as Herb had asked. Instead, he helped roll Trevin over to his back. He picked up his legs to get the blood rushing back to his face so that he could wake up. Right. Very scary situation. Right. he
2: He was a good sportsman.
0: Right. So I wanted to I just at least wanted to acknowledge that and then Herb told him, Hey man, we got this, just go to your corner, and that's exactly what happened. It wasn't like there was a oh hey by the way, we're gonna hang around a little bit longer and do this, that, and the other. Not a thing. So big props to Gerald for winning a fight. Honestly, being a UFC ref has to suck. Like, it has to suck. We talk about Herb Dean being a gold standard and because obviously Big John McCarthy is retired now. I don't. This is the second fight in a row where it's been a controversial finish for Herb, and I don't know if I can consider Herb to be the gold standard. Obviously, he's he's the most matches, but it's either he stops a fight early or doesn't stop it on time. Like he very rarely Dude, gets it on the money. You know what I mean? If this
2: makes sense, like. It was Big John for the longest time was, like, the guy, in my, at least in my personal book. Let me put this that way. Big John was, like, my guy when it came to the ref, right? It was, like, Big John and Herb. All right, cool, you know? um, Who's taken that spot for me, honestly, is actually uh, Big Beard Beltran. Dog, I love that bit, that beautiful beard just flowing in the wind, mainly because he is not only a good ref, you don't have to worry about him holding a fighter longer in a submission than the, it's needed to be. And he also takes care of the fighter immediately after. Um, I used to think that about Herb. He's not doing that as much. So I think Beltran's taken that spot for me, like John used to.
1: Right. You know, here's the thing. So we have that Trayvon fight. That, uh, or that, 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 that Haven fight, that, that kind of, that went way too long. He was, he was borderline too long for the Clay Guida fight, too. Like, Clay went down and That's... got in, in a rear naked choke, and he touched his glove not once, not twice, but the third time if this makes that's sense that's 8 seconds it's if 8 this, seconds yeah
2: if this makes sense that's actually the fight that i thought twitter was going to be a little bit more angrier about um as far as calling i thought that he was more reckless and that's i don't i'm trying to find a better word but i can't but i thought he was more reckless with the clay fight than he was the other one to be honest because the fact that clay was out you touched his hand Touch his hand the, again.
1: And then again.
2: Hey, yeah. Hey, are you sure? It was like, hey, get up. And, and, it, hey. was, and it wasn't... It was like an it, annoying little brother trying to get somebody up for school, but not really trying to get them up for school. You know what it, I mean? It, what,
1: it, what, here's the thing. And, 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 I, I just watched this fight because I didn't get to watch this fight. So I just got to watch it just now. Uh, while we were going on a rants about stupid Colby Covington. But uh, we were sitting there. Like, he touched his glove once, and it didn't move. He... Touch his glove again, and it didn't move. Right then and there, stop the fight. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't have to pull your hand back. Look again. Take two seconds and do it again, and say, "Okay, no, enough stuff." Like her man.
2: Yeah, that's the one I. I thought. I thought more people would be angrier about personally. I. That's the one I really thought people were going to be a little bit more pissy about. In my opinion, like,
1: so. like Cliff said, you he he's calling him too early or way too late. Like maybe maybe or. Maybe Herb, it's time to settle down settle down. Right. For some of you guys, no, I, in case in case you want a,
0: a cool in case you want a cool reference of how we're talking about this, right? So for some of you guys who watch The Lion King, like that scene when Simba's trying to wake up Mufasa after he dies, spoiler alert for some of you who haven't seen it. Uh <laughs> yeah. That's what we're talking about. Like Herb Dean was Simba. Like, Dad, 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 we gotta go home. <laughs> like he wasn't moving dude clay guido was completely out and what makes it even worse was trevin trevin had tapped on the backside. it was just that john was out of position and i brought that up i was like i don't know if i could blame i don't know if i could blame herb for that right because if herb herb saw this takedown getting put in the process so he's putting himself in position but he didn't see on the backside he can't obviously I couldn't do it either especially from the camera angles that they were showing you couldn't see that he had tapped but um the announcer said but his neck was like cranked. he tapped what's that
1: but his neck was cranked enough and now you got to find it as a referee but then uh, that's his head after after you see his head is cranked it's time to find his hands yeah and I and I get that but i just and i just want to say
0: in that moment cuz hindsight's 2020 20, man we can we can call it like it is but in that moment yeah. i would have been 100% and i said it too if i was in the same position i probably would have had i probably would have made the same call i would have looked i would saw the neck crank i would have saw the stop in the defense i wouldn't have seen the takedown or i would not have seen the tap out and then i would have looked and i would have i would have seen what's going on and, that, and that's how i would have done the fight so i mean it, it's tough for me to be like, nah, man, I would have jumped on the other side and then jumped back over. No, dude, because the problem is is that referees are trying to give the best views for the fans so that he's not blocking action. He's never going to see the tap from where he was. But, you know, he went and checked Trevin's hand. He, like, tapped it. Obviously, he felt it was out. Call for the fight. I wonder if he thought he waited too long or not waited long enough to like do two or three checks, and that's what happened with the Clay Guida fight. Was that Guida was out after the first touch of the glove, and instead he was like, All right, "I don't know if he's really, really out, so I'm gonna wait and touch it a couple more times and then go and then call for the stoppage." It's like we've seen yeah, Herb. Herb has made a lot of errors as of late, and like he, I want to say that Herb really needs to get back into like a, a referee clinic. With like maybe Big John, or maybe even like get around some other people who've been in different situations just I'll so be, that he be can honest
2: learn. D- I'll be honest, this is something I've been wondering for a while, and I think I actually think I brought this up to my maybe it was my husband that I brought this up to. I don't understand why the u f c doesn't have that as an institutional policy, which is m m a all around that if you're gonna be an m- if you're going be an m m a referee every x amount of months or x amount of years, whatever the fuck they want to put up. You have to go through a mandatory fresh course because you need to make sure that you're up on the rules. You're not going to get shocked when they change the rules up on you. Yeah, you, uh, you make sure that you're tightened up. You make sure – you know what I mean? Like there is a refresher thing because you got to think about it. They do this for for other other instances, other jobs when it comes to making sure someone's sharpness is up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is somebody – Judging a fight which legitimately puts two people's safety in jeopardy, and they need to be the, the split second decision before a possible life ending, life changing, career ending decision kind of injury. I don't understand why that's just not something that is an institutional policy that they do all around. As you have to make sure that the, and I don't, I, I mean, they could, I could be wrong on this but i don't remember ever seeing anywhere that that is something that they make mandatory that if you're gonna call ufc fights you need to make sure that you're this certification is up and you know you're doing it however many times so you don't have these so mean, you don't have I to worry like, about it
0: i would like um i guess for me with when it comes down to like refereeing i would like to see maybe like a semi-annual course that that's all the referees- something like that that all the referees that's, have to go and watch? That's essentially what I'm meaning is like
2: but, you have something that you have to do because that's yeah. something that happens in other careers. Well, you know what here's, I mean? here's my like, thought. I, I here's my thought for med- it,
0: right? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a semi-annual course where you go over video of certain things happening in a fight and how we can alter the technique so that we're getting into right. better positions so we can see how things are happening. I think that just, well, I think that would be something that would I, work best
2: i I think that's good, but then you also leave it open that you would do and bring any courses available if there's any rule change. you know what I mean, so yeah. you have it set up that it's a semi annual course, but hey, we did a rule change, so we are going to do a new course this month or whatever we're gonna or we'll offer it to you next month or whatever. whoever can get to wherever we're gonna offer you this to teach you the new rules put it into play and tighten everything up. I just don't see – it does not seem like that is something that's paid enough attention to because, let's be real, these these refs get shit on because of their decision skills. Well, if you're worried – I mean, why not make sure that they're tightened up too? You you tighten – it's like you tune a car, you know what I mean? Same exact thing. Make sure you, you're making sure you, – They train for a fight. Why don't you make sure that your refs are up on the thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I worked in the uh, the medical field with developmentally disabled adults, and there were certain things I had to get trained every X amount of months, and some of the shit was dumb. Like, hey, we used to call it the don't be a racist class, but that was something that they made you take every X amount of months to make sure that you understood. These are the rules that we have. This is what we want to make sure that you live by, that you are practicing and it it became a just okay cool we we know what new changes there are it it makes it easier and i think that would just be beneficial for the sport in general
0: i agree um anthony final thoughts
1: um i don't know man i uh it's hard um i'm i'm looking at this at this like Herb Dean's. website right now, um, and I'm not really finding anything other than the uh, the pass the, the one and two certification for MMA refereeing. Um, it's rough. It's rough. But here's the thing: we've talked we, we've talked about this uh, um, about bad positioning. We have seen refs. Jump over both fighters multiple times to see what's going on, on the other side or what's going on this side, what's going on the other side. You have to be more more uh, mobile, mobile if you're Herb Dean right now. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. So with that being said, that's kind of our final thoughts on that. We're going to move up. Um, we're going to move over to another card that's what we really need to talk about um so a lot of people weren't aware but 1fc was going on and i say a lot of people just because i feel like when we talk about mixed martial arts a lot of people are um either talking about bellator or uh ufc but we really got to talk talk about this 1fc card um in particular I know, Anthony. There's two fights that Anthony wants to really talk about. So we'll dive into those fights, right? So, uh, I oh, have, like, I was
2: hoping you were going to read off the entire card because I was really hoping. Are you? Oh, I can't wait to see you say this first name.
0: <laughs> Roll Delic uh, PK uh, Shan Muay Thai. I have to look because my phone just cut off most of the name.
2: It's, it's if you actually look at it, <laughs> the last name is Muay Thai Jim. Yeah at yeah, the last end gym. of it.
0: Yep. Yeah,
2: I was like I, I was that hoping that you didn't notice that so you would have been like sancha bachapuchi blah blah blah. Cuz you really good about butchering shit. It's a it's a talent. Oh, talent.
0: Chai Muay Chai Muay Thai gym. Um also, yeah. he fought Andrew Miller. Um but he won by T, uh TKO in the 3rd round. Uh moving up. This was the flyweight Grand Prix semi Uh we had Reese McLaren Versus, uh, Dan- Danny King Gad, right? King Gad, I think that's how he pronounced it on the air. Uh, Danny won this fight, uh, by split decision in the third round. So we're gonna talk about right. this fight. I know Anthony wants to talk about it. Demetrius Johnson, uh, fight, uh, Tatsumoto uh, Wada. Anthony, how did you feel about this fight? Because. I know how I, I felt about it. Julie, I want to get your thoughts on this fight as well.
2: Sorry, I, sorry. I just realized what I said, and I looked up and I'm like, what fighter? And I'm like, oh, you made up the first name for Wada. Tatsu Mitsu Wada? No, it's uh, Tatsu uh, Mitsu, and you said, like, M- M- Moto or something, and I was like, what fight are we looking at? And then I was like, oh, okay, no, he just he gave it a clip name. He just okay. spotted the
0: name again. <laughs>
2: I was always. like, okay, it's just a cliff name for it. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm here. All right, people I was that. like, was there another Demetrius Johnson fight that I didn't know about?
0: Oh, see, that's just a dick thing to do. Anyway, uh, I'll put you. it out there. All five rounds, I didn't really know if I would have said that Demetrius like controlled this entire fight because Wada looked really good <laughs> that's in a this lie. fight. Say again Anthony because that's a lie you thought Johnson controlled this whole entire he fight he definitely
1: no no he did not he got he he got he got owned in that first round like completely owned yeah
0: that's what I'm saying because they gave the fight as unanimous so I'm curious to see if they I know they probably I think they scored at 29-28 um, but yeah that first round Wada definitely he just jumped Demetrius back and just rode him out, like, the whole time. And then in the second round, it looked like Johnson made some adjustments to his game plan a little bit, was able to stuff a takedown, and was able to kind of take advantage of the situation. And in the third round, he just, he dominated the third round. I'll give him that. Um, But, yeah, it was, this was a a really, really tough fight for Demetrius Johnson, which is something I'm not used to seeing, right? And I know his first fight in 1FC was very tough as well. But it's like it's like, dude, like we watch you dominate person after person after person, so it just tells you about the the level of eliteness that one f c has you know what I mean, yeah, definitely,
1: either that or are we finally seeing Father Time catch up to demetrius to uh, Demetrius Johnson and these fighters are catching up to him now.
2: Hey, you know what? I mean i had no disrespect to, to to Mighty Mouse. It that's entirely possible that the fighters are starting to catch up. At some point it was gonna happen.
1: I mean, look at Anderson Silva.
2: Yeah. I mean, Israel Anasanya is like cloned from, you know, when a movie or some shit, so <laughs> sometimes it happens. They make you better. He's like his Gemini man shit or whatever, or whatever the Smith movie coming <laughs> out
0: is. Much love, <laughs> much love to Will Smith and his younger self. Um, I think I, seen that movie. I think for <laughs> I think for me, what makes it tough is that um, it's like it, Johnson was doing great for the fight. Um, and, well, he looked good at least in the last two rounds. But you know, they did mention a few times that Wada was definitely an up and comer, and that he was you know he was going to battle tough. So I give a lot of big props to. Um, to Wada, and I I can't wait to see what else he does in uh in the U.S. Oh, in the MMA world, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, I agree. We're gonna move up because I think Anthony's gonna be so pissed about this. Uh, Eduardo Fuliang uh, Fu fought Eddie Alvarez, the king of the underground. Um, so if I remember right, Eddie got into this fight only because the fighter that beat him. Got hurt, correct correct all right and so Eddie makes his way to this fight and I want to talk about this fight in particular because um like Edward dominated this fight. I do yeah. not care what anybody says dominated this fight outstriking Eddie left and right so you're wondering who won this fight? Eddie Alvarez won this fight by submission. And here's what happened. Edward kicked the holy hell out of Eddie's leg. And Eddie dropped. It looked like someone broke his knee. Um, As Eddie dropped, Edward jumped on top and started laying some heavy bombs. I thought they were going to call the fight a couple different times. Because Eddie just kept repeatedly getting punched in the face. Like it just landing, landing, landing. Just shot after shot after shot. Um, and at some point, Eddie's leg kind of like, it looked like it rebooted itself, and it, like it woke up, and so he clamps down on an ankle, grabs an arm, gets the sweep, and gets the win by submission. It was insane, because Edward, rolled, Edward. Over to, rolled over to his back, or he went on his back, and then rolled to his belly, and exposed his back. Eddie locks in, uh, both legs stretches out Edward. And then, I'm not gonna lie, most badass moment in mixed martial arts history for me. He grabbed Edward by his chin and pulled his face up to lock in a rear naked choke. And Edward had nothing to do, but he had to tap out. Um, I was was in awe of this fight. I I just can't. I can't say it enough. And Eddie won by submission. Mm -hmm. So, I want to say a, a big congratulations to Eddie, because now he's moving on to the finals. Um, and it mm-hmm. was uh, amazing, I just have to say. And also, um, I just want to give a big shout-out. I wouldn't have seen this fight if it wasn't for Anthony letting me know that the fights were on uh, Bleacher Report Live. So, actually, Anthony, thank you for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that. Uh, you know, Shout-outs to the Underground King for getting a win. A.K. Eddie Alvarez. A.K. Mr. Uh... Uh, bully beatdown. Did you know that he was on bully beatdown as well? I did. <laughs> I did know that. So I just, I just like, by the way, you were talking, I wanted to look this up, and I know this is an off subject. So, Big John McCarthy was the referee for bully beatdown. Right. Jake Shields, Eddie Alvarez, Tony Bonello, Michael Westbrook were the and uh Andre Alavsky were were the the <laughs> the Bully Beatdown guys. Yep.
0: With only one female uh, face to be in Bully Beatdown. And that person was go on Anthony say it.
1: I don't even know. The Karate
0: <laughs> Hottie Michelle Waterson. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. That's my favorite episode. Alright, back on subject though. Anthony. Big ups to Underground King. Um, like I said, one of the one of the coolest fights I've seen in a long time. And I, it was, it was just a great, great win for, for Eddie. Um we did have the flyweight Muay Thai World Championship, and this was something that I want to talk about because this was mentioned a few times uh right at the beginning of the fight. So John Haggerty, who was the champion from the UK Wanted to fight uh, Rotang. Um, did you guys know that Haggerty was the champ? He called out Rotang and told him, I want to fight that guy because he's the best in the world. And I think he needs to get the next shot. Like, how many times have you ever heard a champion say that about another person? Yeah, yeah. it's
2: not too often.
0: <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's not like I was—I was
2: literally trying to rack my brain of like,
0: <laughs> who I know, of like,
2: and I'm like, yeah, it's that—that's not very often. But it shows you—it shows you people that uh, value the sport over the bullshit, right? I then- like those ones. I mean, in general, I like the ones that will like it, and uh, and that goes for every sport. That's why I can watch hockey even when my team's not. Uh, in the uh, anywhere near the playoffs. I mean how the you know Red Wings gave up. But um if you like <laughs> if you like the sport or whatever you're in, sometimes it doesn't matter win or lose. I just um, thought that was a. or a you just know people are good enough to take your take your take your thing. Even you're like, oh I hope I win but this guy seems like he's good. He could take my shit. And that that's a good self awareness of where the sport is too.
0: Yeah, I think I think about, like, could you imagine if Demetrius Johnson would have been like, I want to fight Henry Cejudo because he's the best, even though I'm the champ. Like, would you have really believed oh, that? Oh, and then have
2: your motherfucking Henry win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I, no, yeah, but if this makes sense, um, oh, I don't, and this is, I'm not trying to talk shit about Henry, but I guess I'm going to. I, <laughs> I don't he's not somebody that I would see a person doing that to. Does that make right. sense? No. I mean, he's a good fighter, obviously. Got Olympic gold. Got two belts. He's cocky as fuck now. Triple C. Um, Triple but, C. like, <laughs> um, I would never see, I don't think I could see anybody being like, oh, look at that guy. He deserves the best. Let's give him a chance. Like, I never thought of anybody thinking of Henry's hood that way. Right. you know what I mean. Right. So,
0: well, just imagine. That's if, why uh, he's
1: got two belts and a gold medal.
0: Imagine if Brock Lesnar, right, would have said, "You know what? I want to fight Alistair Overeem because he's the best, even though I'm the champ." Like it's just, I've just thought about how crazy that sounds to me because, like, you just won the belt, but you've acknowledged that somebody else is can beat you for it, and you you call the person by name. I thought to, that was awesome. You have to
2: understand- if yeah, but you have to understand something. The way I look at it is also is we're talking about somebody who has um. Okay, how do I put this? I've noticed like when you look at some UK fighters, whether it be an MMA or fight or whatever, there's a level of respect for the whatever sport they're in that takes over that like cocky bullshit that happens. And 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 like flat out Americans, we have this problem in an American sport. Like we don't we're too busy worrying about like how great we are that we that we don't worry about who we can be better than as far as sports. So that's why when you see somebody that looks at who they can be better than and they strive to be the better person, they usually end up being a really good champion. You know what I mean? They're like, Oh no, I think you're good. Let's fight. I'll open it up. You know, that's why people that just continuously fight as you know, with the belt or I mean, even if we look at WWE and their stuff when they would do open challenges and people fighting all the time. And when you have somebody that opens themselves up to anybody that's willing to give a shot, whether or not they're willing to whether or not they'll keep that belt after that match, it shows that they have a great respect for what the sport is as a whole.
0: Right. And that that's what I was saying. I just my point was being though is if you imagine someone like Brock Lesnar, like saying couldn't. that about Alistair or team.
2: couldn't because of the fact that if it's Brock Lesnar's too much too much like a USA cocky kind of guy. I it just it sounds rude, but I couldn't see him being in that mindset of respecting the sport more. That's
0: why I said, just imagine if it would if can't, he had done something I like that. You don't can't. have to. My brain, it, my brain physically will not. Allow All him. right, All <laughs> so right. we're gonna move on. Uh, Martin. Uh, Martin and Gwyn. Uh, uh, I can't. Pronounce, I'm sorry. Uh, so we did have uh the featherweight world championship. Um, uh, Martin did win by KO over uh Koyomi. Um, so that was kind of cool. That was like that wraps up the one FC card. Um, we do get to jump into predictions for UFC Fight Night one fifty six. So let's uh let's break it down, man. So we're going to start with uh, Enrique Barzola versus uh, Bobby Moffat. Moffat. Moffat.
1: Go ahead. I to finish. do that, by the way. Prior to us doing this, Cliff, you put out the scores as it was 4-2, 4-2, 3-3, which you were wrong. Cliff, you are at 4-2. and Julie and I both are at 3-3. I, I didn't put – I don't
0: remember ever putting out the scores out there, but – all right cool let's go who's your who's your winner
2: <laughs> oh was that to me sorry I was looking at stuff um we're going over the moffat barbo barzola fight yes um I'm gonna go with Mmm... I'm going to go with Barzola. I haven't seen enough of Moffat to know, um, to know more about him. However, I do like his nickname, The Wolfman.
0: What about
1: you, Anthony? Um, give me a second here. Trying to get back over to that fight card. Um... I'm gonna go Oscar as well. Is that the one we're talking about right now? Or no, no. We're, we're talking about the, our Barzola versus Moffat. Yeah, yes, I chose I'm thinking, Barzola. I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I
0: was gonna take. I was gonna take Moffat
1: too. Cliff, Moffat, Barzola.
0: All right. All right. So next up we have is Rodolfo. Viera versus Oscar Picota. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take... I'll take the undefeated one in this one. I'm going to take Vera, uh, Vera in this fight.
2: Um, I'm choosing Oscar. Yeah.
1: I'm doing the same thing. I got Piocha. As well, yeah.
2: Cool. I'm <laughs> pulling up all my different
1: and
0: the game and the games begin. Uh, right. So we have Vulcan versus uh, Latifi. Um, is this actually gonna happen? That's what I was <laughs> wondering too. We've been talking about this for like the last four cards. Um yeah, three... I'm going to yep. UFC real quick. I'm gonna take the last
2: three cards. This is the third time they've rematched it. It was June 1st, August 3rd, and now it's August 10th.
0: Cool. Well, I'm going to take Latifi in this fight. Say that again, Cliff. I'm taking Latifi.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's who I've got. I had him last time too. I like him.
1: I'm going Vulcan Ozdemir.
0: Okay. And thus, the game the game continues.
1: <clears throat> uh,
0: <laughs> I love saying that. Uh, so we have Luis, Eduardo, uh, Gagori versus Humberto uh, Bandine. Um I'm gonna take e- Leg in this fight. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna hmm. start that big name. I'm gonna start. I'm a. I'm picking Leg. That's what I'm picking.
2: Oh my god. Now I have to pick fucking Humberto even if I wasn't going to just because you're trying to make a leg happen. (laughs) Take the L even on principle.
1: (laughs) Who are you taking, it, Humberto. Humberto. Um, I'm taking a leg as well. Yeah, well I uh, see I'm, i hope he,
2: I hope Leg like, loses now just because of That's <laughs> Twine
0: I want Leg totally to win. Right. I totally Go, want leg. Leg. Go leg. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> so our next next card is uh Vincent Lequeque versus Platinum Mike Perry. Anthony, who do you Vincent got? Lukey, gosh. Um I want to go last on
1: this one, but
0: it's Vincent Lukey. No, now you got to go first, because you corrected me.
1: Nope, I'm going last. I'm not talking.
0: Alright,
1: Julia, who do you got?
0: Oh, Platinum All Alright, Anthony, who do you got? Cliff, who did you say you got? (laughs) Um, Actually, you know what? I can't really decide. That's why I was kind of hoping that... I already kind of know who you're picking, so I was kind of hoping, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take Lukey in this one, because I slaughtered his name.
1: Um, I'm, I'm, I don't even know, I, Lukey's been a badass his last two fights, getting in knockouts. um, but, in Platinum Mike, when was the last time we played Platinum Mike Perry fight, uh.
2: He just went um, over April twenty seventh. Uh, yeah, he was against Cowboy, not Cerrone. Um, Alex Oliviera. I was not like, Oliveira. "Oh shit, I gotta!" I. Gotta. It's funny too because before that, he went against the other Cowboy, <laughs> 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 and lost.
1: <laughs> His arm popped out. Um.
2: <laughs> well, that's when we—that's when we all realized. Oh shit!
1: don't is people. Yeah, I'm going Vincent L- Lukey.
0: I'm actually surprised by that. I thought you would have definitely gone the other way. And our main event, which I'm pretty sure I know who we're all picking: Valentina Shevchenko versus Liz Carmouche. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking Valentina. Julie, who do you? Get? I'm.
2: I'm really. You think I'm gonna go against my wife and cause domestic problems? The hell's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> and of course, Anthony, he's taking Liz Carmouche.
1: Um, you no. know what? Here's the thing. I I feel bad for Liz Carmouche because she's the first woman to fight with Ronda Rousey in, in the UFC in 2013. She's also a Marine, so it's hard to go against her but I can't go against Valentina Shevchenko, so I'm picking Shevchenko too.
2: When you're like, oh, it's hard to go against her, I'm like, her last name isn't Shevchenko. I fixed it. (laughs) True.
1: Well, with
0: that being said, there's our predictions for the fights. All right, um, Anthony, do you want to get with your Lincoln love?
1: Yeah, um, I do, but before then, Cliff, shouldn't we do something other than that? We'll get to that we will right, we'll get it. My Lincoln love. Okay, my Lincoln love. Um tomorrow August 6th on ESPN, you got Dana White's contender series. You have two Nebraska boys on the contender series tomorrow. My good friend Dwight Howard or Dwight Joseph, um hopefully you get the, the win. He's fighting out at uh, Uriah Hall's greatest gym and we also got Derek Miner or Miner, one of those two, and he's from out here in Nebraska, too, and he's been rumbling and tumbling people down. Right on. Um, give them your plugs, man. Where
0: can they find you?
1: All right, so before I give you my plugs, we're going to go to the same spiel as we always do. 22 veterans die every day. Cliff, you gave. Uh, we talked about this earlier today. That you saw some numbers for the Air Force, um, but I want to get. I don't want to stop giving the awareness of our brothers and sisters out there that are fighting a uh, disease, a mental illness that we can't win. It's hard for us to win. Um, so, if you need to talk, but if you need anything, reach out to us. And not just veterans. You know, we, we got any kind of ptsd out there or you just want to talk i know clifford julie and i we all suffer from ptsd in some sort of fashion so we know what it's like out there julie she likes to sometimes get away and do her thing and not talk to anybody cliff cliff likes to focus in that gym and and when he's feeling kind of down in myself i just i blur my music and i said i don't want to talk to anybody. Um We've all been there. We all we all have ways we cope with it, but one thing I can say about all three of us is we love to talk. That's why we're doing this podcast. We love to talk, and if you're having troubles, if you just need someone to sh- to talk to, reach out to one of us. We'll always answer you. We'll never just reject you. But you can find me on Instagram at Anthony Luhan one nine eight five. You can find me on Twitter and Snapchat at Hey, Luhan one nine eight five, add me. on add you. Let's send some freaky stuff.
0: And Julie, where can they find you?
2: Um, you guys can find me at at a little less Chewbacca, as per usual on Instagram. Uh, however, I am gonna touch something which is actually gonna go into what you're gonna after. Um, I think we all know what's been happening with the news as of late. Not gonna go into whatever your beliefs are. However, I think we all need to take a step back. I think we all need to take a second. We need to breathe. And I think we all need to do a little self-policing of what the fuck's coming out of our mouth. I don't give a shit what side of the scale what side of the belief scales you're on. I think we all need to take a second. Because we're gonna bring it up in a moment, but there are a lot of people hurting right now because rhetoric's getting too wrong. We brought it up with the Colby Covington. Watch your fucking mouths. If you don't want it said to you and you don't want your feelings hurt, then don't run it. We gotta take more policing of ourselves, y'all. This goes with the whole mental illness and everything. We gotta watch it. We gotta watch our own. No one's doing it anymore. We gotta do it.
0: You're right. Um... You guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms. Reach out to me. Um, at CM underscore Miller eighty um, five. also is it a little less Chewbacca? Hmm? A little less jubaca, right? At a little, yeah. little less Chewbacca. Um you guys can find us here I get the KO as well as uh you can find me on Nerds at Roundtable Table and then you can find Julie and I talk about Frankensteiner, um, a part of Franken culture. Um, as well as this podcast too. Um, so yes, we have to acknowledge kind of the bigger area of the MMA podcast, right? Over the weekend, obviously we had some very horrific things happen. Not going to dive in, not going to, you know, we're going to acknowledge what happened. Uh, A lot of people lost their lives at um, El Paso, um, as well as Dayton and in Chicago, um, We just want to put our condolences out to the families who have lost uh, loved ones in these tragedies. And we just want to take a moment of silence for those that we lost over the weekend. Alright guys. Um kind of a somber way to end this podcast. Do you guys wanna tell them, tell the tell the guys uh bye.
1: Watch your fucking mouths, y'all. Yeah, fuck you, Kobe Covington, twenty two.
0: And as always, good fight and good night.